Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Good morning and welcome to Hillside Assembly. Great to have you all here with us today. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free. Oh, his
Welcome to Hillside Assembly. We're glad you're here this morning because it is Celebration Sunday here at Hillside. Are you ready to celebrate? Yeah, we're all going to go back into hibernation because apparently winter has started over again. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's not what we're celebrating. We've got a lot of great things to celebrate. If you're a guest with us this morning, welcome to Hillside Assembly. We're glad that you're here. Uh, if you'd like to know more about our church, you can check us out online at hillsideassembly.org. Uh, we'll have an opportunity to give at the end of service. You can give in our giving box in the foyer. And we're going to get back into worship here shortly, but we have a few things that we'd like to take care of this morning. Uh, let me mention a couple of announcements. Uh, today, uh, Mike Nichols will be receiving his ordination credentials. Come on. At a special service in Oshkosh at the Best, and we Best, Best Western Premier Hotel and Convention Center. That's tonight at 6.30 p.m. You are welcome to attend. It'll be a great service. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be a powerful time. As not only Mike, but several others have received the call of God uh, and are doing their best to walk out the steps to see the vision God has given them in their life. And so definitely worth celebrating. We'll pray for that at the end of service today. Uh, Monday through Wednesday, the church offices will be closed because myself and our staff will be attending District Summit uh, Ministries Conference in Oshkosh the next three days. Uh, Wednesday, April 26th, we're in need of pies. We want to go bless his house and the college students. I'll be speaking over there at 8 or 8.30 uh, Wednesday night. We want to bless all of those students with some great pies. So if we have some people that would be willing to make and donate some pies. If you can have them here at church uh, by 6.30 p.m. Wednesday, that would be phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, and then Saturday, April 29th, which is next Saturday, our missions team uh, will be cooking some more brats over at Webster's. So if you're out and about, stop over at Webster's, pick up lunch out there. The proceeds go to help our missions team uh, this summer. And that is right around the corner. It is, it is coming up quick. Uh, and so we're excited to send our missions team out. Um, before we go back into worship, I'm going to ask three ladies to, to come up here. If I asked you to share uh, about uh, the Easter egg event, would you guys just come uh, to the platform? A couple weeks ago, we had Easter here. Man, we had a great Friday night service, powerful Friday night service. Uh, we had an excellent Sunday morning service, but in between, we had the opportunity of connecting with our community, bridging the gap between the church and the community. And so uh, our children's pastor did a knockout super job. And so I'm going to have her share and two other ladies just about what they saw uh, happen here on our campus uh, just a few weeks ago. Thank you very much, Pastor. First, I want to talk about celebrating our amazing team here at our church because so many people showed up and helped get ready for that. Fill in Easter eggs. We filled like 8,000 of them. You did a great job, okay? They did everything we needed to do ahead of time. It was amazing. And then people showed up and put up a tent. They did all these wonderful things. We had people volunteer their trunks so we could do a trunk and treat to keep the kids busy, to keep them safe. So that was awesome. So when cars are moving, 
So I want to say the first thing, when we first started this, everybody prayed right before, we have no idea if anybody's going to show up. And then all of a sudden, cars started pulling in. And it's like, ah. And then we filled up the first parking lot. We filled up the second parking lot. I'm like, doo, 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 doo. and then all the way around the circle, I'm like, yes. So then there was people everywhere. We had 125 kids on our campus. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And they had their families, and not just like one adult with them. They had multiple adults with them. So I have to say, it was such an amazing time just watching all these kids. And then I had a great team come with me up front, and we did some dancing with them and some singing and shared the gospel, and then we let them loose. I want to say the one thing I want to celebrate is we gave families, it's going to sound silly, but I was standing down by our shed talking to some families, and I turned and I looked up, and everywhere I saw was parents or adults with children breaking open the eggs, recycling them. And everybody was smiling and laughing and having a good time. So just seeing that interaction with families was huge to me. That one moment was amazing. And that's really what we wanted to give people, a place to celebrate their family. All right. So that's what I saw with it. So thank you so much, everybody. I really wanted you to know I really celebrate each of you that helped us. Thank you. Yeah, so I had never done anything like this where I would volunteer for an Easter egg hunt. I mean, I did Easter egg hunts when I was a kid with my family, but nothing like this with the church. So it was really great to be able to volunteer. And it actually turns out that my parents also came along. Um, so I got to serve with my mom and dad. And um, it was just really great to like be with everyone. And it was just really cool to see so many people from the community like a lot of people from the college were there um, with their kids and so it was really cool to just open up the church for other people that don't normally come to church and uh, just have a good time with everybody and um, I don't know it was really cool to like see the kids like I don't I don't feel like I'm around kids that often so it was cool just to see them smile and I don't know they were just so happy like they're having a great time so it was really a blessing to be able to serve and see all those smiling faces and they just had a great time and they were dancing and singing yeah it was awesome so thank you it was a great opportunity and and to give a testimony to God I saw him in so many different ways you know part of it was the prayer that you mentioned when, when you guys planned this, I was not part of the planning of the event, but it was, had to be planned, right? God led, so people prayed. Um, I wasn't part of the planning. I didn't know exactly what they all put together, but I prayed, Lord, you know, can we have good weather? Can we have people that show up, right? We need hands. And the preparation, the weeks before, and that's where I saw God's family with all the people that came. Um, even that morning when we were setting up, um, they asked one of the things that, uh, well, is somebody volunteer to make coffee? And a gentleman that was there raised his hand and said, sure, I'll make coffee. He's making coffee. I find out later he's not even a guy from the church. He's just Michaela's dad who says, sure. You know, and it was just so neat to, to see that. You know, that's how God shows up. Um, my part in Saturday's event was to do an event with the kids. And so there was a painted um, 
picture that was a tree with these branches spreading out. The sky was beautiful and bright, and it was peppered with suckers that were like leaves all over. And we were to share with the children what, um, you know, a God message, right? Why are you here? So we asked them, you know, what's your name? Because God knows each and every one of us by name. So they would tell us their name. So Leslie, do you know who God is? And some would say, nothing. And then some would say, yeah, you know, and, and that was really a reflection to me afterwards. The ones that knew God were very outgoing, were very happy, were very joyful. The ones that really were unsure just really kind of stood back and had to be coaxed to come and participate. The parents were all loving. They were surrounded by parents and grandparents galore. Like you said, um, the other place I saw God was in opening up the eggs afterwards. It was like the feeding of the 5,000. They were peppered all over the hill and all with their family units. And the kids had abundance of eggs. But just like the two fish and the five loaves of bread, those eggs opened up. And there was tons of candy in the eggs. And, you know, so they had even more candy than what they collected. And so that was just, it was just God all around. I was just so excited and so pleased and just to, to see evidence of him in every facet of it and so thankful to be a part of it. That's okay. <laughs> can, we, can, we just, uh, can we just thank God for what a great weekend we had here Easter Sunday? Uh, we're still seeing fruit from it in incredible ways. Uh, whether it's conversations in our community. Uh, last week, Jackie had 14 kids in kids' church. And some of them, some of them first-time visitors to our church. Um, one kid even said, I'm bringing my parents to church. So come on. So uh, as we get ready to worship, let's just pray this morning for what God wants to do in today's celebration service. Can we do that together? Lord, we have a lot of other things to celebrate. Lord, we're going to hear your word in a few moments. We're going to lift our voices and worship to you. Lord, we pray that this would be a house that honors you. Lord, may your character rub up on us. God, may your spirit pour through us that we might be people of character, integrity, love, and mercy. God, may you have your way in your house today. And God, we celebrate you for the things that you are doing in and through this body and in our community. Lord, when things are difficult and they are challenging, it is an opportunity for the church to rise and to see our God do amazing, incredible, mighty things. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor this morning. And God's people said, let's worship the Lord this morning. We could have that scripture verse, Anthony. I'd like us to, uh, maybe we could say this together. We've got this on the screen. And I just want to challenge you this morning. This is from Psalm 9. Uh, worship is, is an act of the will. 
and this psalm has four I wills in there. So if we could, I'll say I will, and then you respond with uh, give thanks. So Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you, and I will Will you do that this morning? Will you? Hallelujah. We'd like to uh, sing that grand hymn, Blessed Assurance. If you'd stand with us this morning as we just take a few moments to uh, worship the Lord in song and with singing. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is my 
Jesus is mine. Can you say that this morning? Jesus is mine, and I am his. Lord of all creation. Lord of all creation.
is good all the time God is good amen let's sing about the goodness of God this morning Surrender now, I give you everything. 
looking for you today he came after us Jesus didn't have to leave his home in heaven to come but he came to seek to save those who were lost that's us he came running after us let's sing that again your goodness is running after me your goodness your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. God has been faithful all my life. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am I will sing. The goodness of God. Let's sing that again quietly. Sing it out to Him, people of God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so still good. Lord, we thank you for being here this morning, and we know you will continue to be with us in this service. We give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated this morning. We're going to dismiss our kids. Miss Jackie is ready to go right there. She is ready for all the kiddos today. You guys are going to have a great time. Worship team, great job this morning. We're going to pray again because I will not take this platform in the flesh this morning. And your pastor is very angry. I'm not angry at you, um, but I'm not going to take this pulpit and preach in the flesh. I'm going to preach under the power and the presence of God. And I want what I say to be the words of God, not the words of man. Lord, I desire to honor you and be obedient to you. 
And today, I know that there are tough things that need to be drawn out and discussed here for a moment. And I do not want to do it in my flesh. Lord, I do not want anger to control my life or my behavior, my actions or speech. Lord, the only anger I ever want in my life is righteous anger to make things right and just. Lord, will you anoint me? And in a few minutes, may you anoint Nick as he shares about his mission to Japan. Because, God, those are the things that really matter, are touching people's life for eternity. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, amen. Well, I'm just going to be real with you. I always try to be real with you. I don't play church anymore. I don't play Christian. I don't wear multiple hats. I wear a hat. I'm called to be a pastor, and I am the same person when I am at this pulpit. I try to be the same person when I'm in that office and when I am at home and when I serve in my community. And I believe that is God's desire for you as well. Last week, we talked about lessons in, in lessons in legacy building. Because God wants us to leave a legacy in our families, in our church, in our community. And there were three main lessons that we talked about. The first one was living in the moment with an eye on the horizon. With the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we're to learn from our past, live in the present, and keep an eye on the horizon. And that's challenging for us to do when we walk through, through some of that last week. Lesson two, we talked about you have to put effort in. We've got to pound the ground. It's not good enough just to have a vision, a dream, or an idea, but we have to enable the Holy Spirit to help us and with the help of others put steps to achieve the vision, dreams, and ideas that God would birth in our heart. And sometimes we just need to slow down so we do it right. And God loves us enough that he'll sit us down if we're not willing to slow down. Lesson number three, the impact that we make can last far longer than after we leave. And God spoke to us about the importance of character, integrity, honor, compassion, and the fruit of the Spirit. That these things matter, that our community needs to see these things represented in our community. And this morning, this is where the rubber meets the road. Over the last few years, God has been speaking to us and challenging us. And I believe for many of you, you feel like I do, that it's just not good enough to hear a word and apply it here at church, that it's meant to go far beyond the walls of this building. Amen. It's meant to sink into our life, and it should impact our families, it should impact our neighborhoods, and it should impact our community. One of the things God has spoken over the last several years is that the church has to begin to build back a bridge into the community. 
that the separation that's happened between the community and the church must be restored. And listen, the, how this all got messed up is twofold. We, the church loves to blame the community, right, the society, and say, it's your fault, you left the church behind. But you know what? The church got lazy, and we got too comfortable sitting in the pew and just saying Sunday is good enough, and hearing the message and tickle our ears and make us feel good is good enough. And that's not what the church is called to. We're called to be engaged with the community, to do life with the community, and for them to see Jesus in us by how we act, how we respond, how we behave. So as God began to speak to us about these things, I began to pray, Lord, how can I be stretched? Because I can't just get up here and tell you guys to stretch and grow and find places to serve in the community and find places to to interact in the community. I need to be willing to do that. And all of a sudden, a door opened up for me that I never could have seen opening. And I was asked to serve as a board member on the Chamber of Commerce this last year. And so I accepted that position, and uh, for a while I was like, Lord, I don't understand why you have me doing this, but I understand today. My calling in life is to be a shepherd. It's difficult when things are said about you, but you know what? And there are times that that hurts. It hurts much more when it comes from inside the church, I'll be honest. When it's outside, people that don't know Christ, I really don't care. Uh, Not nearly as much. But man, when somebody speaks about somebody that I'm shepherding and attacks somebody I'm shepherding, there's a part of me that gets a little little angry. Um, Shepherds carry a staff, and I've done all I can to not beat people with a staff this week. So this is where rubber meets the road. I believe character and integrity and honor and compassion, the fruits of the Spirit matter. And now your pastor finds himself hip deep in controversy in our community. Um, You've probably heard about the little white schoolhouse. Good Lord, help us. How a little teeny building can cause so much dynamic craziness, I will never know. All sorts of things have gone bananas over the last few weeks that really don't need to be. So I made a public statement this week, and it's gotten around town. I'll read it for you now. In full transparency, I serve on the Ripon Chamber of Commerce board. While decisions made about the move of the Little White Schoolhouse came before my service started, I 100% support the decisions made by the team. In recent days, a lot of gossip has been circulating here in Ripon and across Wisconsin, and some very demeaning and rude comments have been made about the people I serve with, none of which are based in facts. There's been an editorial released from the Ripon Commonwealth Press that lays out the facts of how things have transpired over the last several months. And I would suggest that you read it before you start slinging insults. The men and women I serve alongside have always exemplified character and integrity and a genuine love for our community. 
I proudly stand with them and will continue to serve the best I can to make our community the best it can possibly be. That article is here, and I have it printed out, and if you want to read it, that's great. I will say this to you, and I don't know who has said what or what's going on, but if you have been part of a discussion about this and you do not have the facts, that's called gossip, and that's a sin. And you're not helping the situation. So I would just say, if we're going to talk about something, you want to have a conversation about something. I don't have a problem with people saying, hey, after I know the facts, I don't agree with the decision that was made or certain parts of the decision. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that at all. But all there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in our community that is not based in reality. And it's all hearsay from people. There have been meetings in other communities that have said, this is happening and that's happening, and not one person from our committee has been called or asked what's really going on, or is this true, or is this a part? Where names are just getting run through the mud. It's ridiculous. And this week, I got to shepherd not only our church, but I got to shepherd some people in our community. And here's what I have told the team that I stand with. Character and integrity matter. And I knew this was coming two weeks ago, and here's what I told them. Guys, we are going to play at a different level than everybody else. We are not going to get out and try to, to, try to, try to belittle others or anything. We're going to be above it. We're going to stand firm. If we're confident in the decisions that we've made are the best decisions that we possibly could have, then we stand with that. And if we've made mistakes, we'll, make, we'll, we'll, we'll ask for an apology. We'll do all we can to make it right. But we are not going to get involved in the fray. And we're not going to sling mud back and forth. But here is what really angers your pastor. Two weeks ago, a teenager was dumped on the side of our streets to die alone. And nobody is upset about that, but we're upset about a building? Give me a break and God help us. We should be at the altar praying. God, we need to be woken up that we are slinging mud and yelling and screaming and demeaning people over a little building that will pay, fade away when a young man's eternity hung in the balance and was left to die alone on the side of the street. God help us. I don't know about you. That's not the legacy I'm leaving here in this town or as this pastor. And I'm sorry, I'm a little bit... I'm not yelling at you, okay? It has been welling up all week, and I apologize if I am not ministering effectively this morning. But we got to start caring about the things that really matter. And we got to start standing up for character and integrity and mercy. And I'm sorry if I've offended you with what I've said, or if you think that this isn't the place to talk about it. Well, I don't know any other place to talk about it than my father's house. But we need help.
And the only help we can get, we need is from God. This isn't this wasn't scheduled today. This is not what we're about. Nick, I'm not taking away from your time. You can still have as much time to share because we want to celebrate that. But this is important. I'm going to ask you to do something. Would you stand with me as we pray for our community? And our community leaders, it's hard to serve. It's hard to lead. You know, it's really easy for people who aren't leading to throw a bunch of rocks. But I will say the men and women I serve with in the Chamber of Commerce love our community. And I have seen nothing that would make me doubt their integrity or character. Lord, our community needs your help. God, we have issues in our community. Lord, we live in a time and in a period where everything seems to be politicized. Lord, sometimes I just wish politics would just be dropped, left by the wayside. When can we start just talking with people again? And communicating and being real and authentic. Lord, I pray for the leaders in our community. God, that we would rise above. That character and integrity would take hold. And while we deal with difficult decisions to try to make our community better, we aren't going to get every decision right. But Lord, at least we're out here trying. And if I'm going to fall, I want to fall moving forward. Lord, I pray for those who have had very hurtful things said, conspiracy theories and weird wackadoo stuff that's just bizarre. Lord, I pray that you would still their hearts this morning. Lord, I know some of the people I serve with don't know you yet. And that might be the very reason that I serve on this committee. God, we got to come together as a community. God, I pray for the family of this young man. As a community, we need to rally around these people that are struggling. God, we got to stand up. We've got to make a difference. We've got to make an impact. God, I pray for this Boys and Girls Club that's coming to our community for something for young people to do. Praise God for someone who had vision to say our people need something. God, may you bless that place. May your spirit fill it. And God, may you pour out in our children and grandchildren that they might experience the power and authority and freedom that comes in Jesus' name. God, we pray over our college and high school and junior high that, God, your spirit would begin to permeate the hallways. God, I pray those who are addicted to drugs and alcohol, that it has a hold on their life, that you would break it, crush it, and you would set them free. Lord, that no other children would die alone on our street. Shame on us for not being more concerned. God, help us. We are the church. We are called. We are equipped. We are filled with the Spirit. And you have placed us where we are meant to be. 
God, help us to stand for your character. Lord, it's time for the church to be the church. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, if that was too real for you, I'm sorry. Uh, I love I love you. 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 Um, please do not take what I said this morning as me railing against you because it's not it's not intended to be that at all. I love you. We're making a difference in this community. Things like that Easter egg hunt are important. They're important. To have things for families to do together are important. Very few people, very few places are doing that anymore. Let's be part of that solution. Uh, and we're going to step into things in the future that are going to be answers to things our community needs. Amen? Amen. And we aren't going to get it perfect. <laughs> all right? I'm just going to tell you, Pastor, I'm not going to get it all perfect. <laughs> I'm going to make all sorts of mistakes. But I'm going to walk in God's grace. And I'm going to try to do something. I'm going to try to leave a legacy in this community. And for this church, until God calls me home or you guys kick me out, I mean, that's, that's what I call and plan to do. Um, or God calls me on, I guess we'll throw that option in there too. I don't want to limit God's capability. And God is good and he is awesome. And you know what? It's worth celebrating the legacy. It's worth celebrating. In the Old, in, in the Old Testament specifically, when God spoke when he promised somebody something or the community something or, or when he did something amazing, there are three things that tend to happen. Um, or one of these three or a combination of, of, of the three. God's people celebrated with a feast. Some of us don't need to celebrate with a feast. We're good. They celebrated with a festival and they had some type of party. And they celebrated with the building of altars. There's over 40 references to this kind of of thing happening in the Old Testament. Why? Because when God does or says something, it's worth remembering and it's worth celebrating. Psalms 145.7 says, they shall eagerly utter the memory of your abundant goodness and will shout joyfully of your righteousness. We should have a party when it comes to the things of God. We should celebrate. Judges 6.24, and I love this one. I'm not going to go in depth here because we don't have time this morning. Judges 6.24, then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called, and called it, the Lord is peace. And to this day, it still stands. I think this is phenomenal because altars that were built were not only the moment to honor God, and to, which is by far the most important thing, that we're honoring God, we're celebrating God, and, and the thankfulness for what he has said, what he is doing, or what he has done. But it's also something, imagine the generations that came after Gideon, the grandson of somebody who walks by, and what do they see? This altar, and the kid says, what's the altar for? Well, let me tell you a time where God came and met us. God came and provided for us. God moved in great ways. That's worth celebrating, and that's why we do celebration services where we have times where we celebrate the things that God did, like our Easter egg hunt. And like our man, Nick, who is back from Japan, who
we had lunch this week, and he shared with me some of the stories. This is, this is phenomenal stuff that he's got for us. It's worth celebrating. So Nick, would you come, and would you share with us as I look for a mic? It's right there in the front seat. And, and you just share with us. I know you got a presentation. You just share with us the things that God did in and through your life. I'm happy to be here. Are you happy to be here too? Good. Uh, last week and uh, two days ago, I got back to America from Japan. And if you could move to the next couple slides, I have a few tree photos. And I had an amazing time, almost six months being there. A lot happened, and I'll jump right into some of those things. My main uh, ministry while I was there was in English teaching. I can't show you the uh, faces of these children because that would be an international crime, but you'll have to trust me that they were indeed there. And uh, it was amazing that we had classes almost every day. Throughout the week, we had around 80 or so different uh, children in our classes. Thank you, by the way, for letting me borrow some puppets from the church. The kids absolutely loved the puppets. We would uh, use the puppets in class. Sometimes we would go down to the local preschool and do some teaching with uh, the puppets. And kids love the puppets. And the teaching ministry, how that worked out is a class would come in. We would start off with uh, a short Bible lesson in Japanese from the uh, pastor or from some of the uh, ladies who uh, worked with the church. And then I would come in and teach English for uh, around 40-ish minutes. And then the kids would leave. In a few minutes, another group of kids would come in. And we would do the same over and over throughout the week. And many, many kids had... Uh, I, the, the kids would often have a really good time it, the kids were often very young, sometimes preschool age, so we'd really have to keep the classes moving with activities and keep the kids engaged and doing things. So it was, sometimes I'd be very tired and sweaty at the end of the day. And for this next photo, yes, so at the, uh, in December, we got all the kids together from the classes and had a Christmas celebration. Um, I'm the guy in the tree costume. And that was very fun for others. But it was a great celebration. A lot of kids came. We did a lot of games. And then we did a song, which is what's pictured here, te uh, teaching a few English words like Christmas tree. And then Pastor came up, and he shared a message about what, uh, about what Christmas is really about. Uh, to all of the children and the parents that they brought along with them, which was a real treat. And then, of course, after Pastor's message about Christmas, uh, he had everyone bow their heads and ask if anybody wanted to accept Jesus, if anybody wanted to um, accept Jesus into their hearts after his message that he had just shared. And a few adults had raised their hands, and m uh, most of the kids actually had raised their hands. The thing is, is most of the kids raise their hands each year at the, at the Christmas celebration. But one kid for sure raised his hand for the first time, um, a boy named Ryuta. And we, after a couple days for the next week of classes, uh, he came in 
showed up a little early and uh, he sat down and the, uh, one of the ladies who works for the church told him, hey, for this Christmas celebration, we shared about Jesus and we asked if anybody wanted to accept him into their hearts and, and that they would raise their hand. Did, did you raise your hand? And he said, yes, I did. I did raise my hand. And I'm super excited about that. And we're going to keep working with him and all the other kids who have raised their hands, try to work with the parents who have raised their hands. And it's, it's a phenomenal ministry. A lot of children come through that ministry and, and bring, bring their parents along with them. That's exciting. To the next photo here. Yes, this is right outside the Chi Alpha room that we would have our Bible studies in every Thursday. And it, University of Tokyo is a gorgeous campus. It's enormous. As you can see, this is just <laughs> the field <laughs> outside the, one of the small buildings we had our meetings in. Uh, but that was also a great ministry that I got to be a part of. I'd go to the Bible studies, and I would do some events as well. Got to meet a lot of the students who were coming to these meetings. Uh, one is a Christian from China who attends the University of Tokyo as a nuclear physicist. So yes, really building the next generation, I guess. That's pretty impressive. Glad to have him. And yes, this was, so I, the church that I was living in was not often the church I was actually going to church at. They had me instead go to this church, which is about an hour away. It's literally just the pastor's house that they hold the church services in. And they usually have about eight people who come to the services. And it's a very, very, very small church, but they're amazing. They're amazing people. They got me this gift. There's a little picture of us all in it. And each one of the church members wrote a little message on it. And one of the church members had just started coming to church a couple months ago. And he even felt so enough to, to write me a message and was so happy that, that I had come. And I shared a little bit in my email but about this, but the church is obviously teetering towards closing because they just don't have the funds to, to support the, the ministry. But they said that they really were blessed by having me be there and, and show them that, that God is still working around the world. And for the ne I know I'm speeding through these, I'm sorry, but <laughs> for the next photo was the soccer ministry. That was very fun and energetic after a long day of teaching. One, there, there's this uh, couple, they're Christian musicians, Japanese, and they, their ministry outside of doing band concerts is uh, they would hold soccer every now and then, um, like once or twice a month. And they would just invite people, most, most not Christians, and their ministry was you play soccer with Christians and non-Christians, create their friendships, and, and then invite them to church. And I want to mention one of the guys in the white there, his name is Kota. He was actually a part of, and for the English teaching, we had a few adults, uh, only three of them. And he was, he's one of them. He's younger than I am, but he is an adult in one of our English classes. And he, super awesome guy. He's a fashion designer working for uh, one of the biggest fashion design companies in the world. He travels to Paris all the time. 
to do fashion shows. Really interesting guy. But he he accepted Christ a few years ago, but he's not been going to church, and he's had some other things in his life that's been difficult for him. And uh, while I was teaching one of his English classes, he asked me if I liked playing soccer. And I said, yeah, I, I do like playing soccer. In fact, I go every month or so to uh, every couple times a month to this soccer ministry. And then I asked him if he'd like to come to it. And this is a photo of the first time that he came to that soccer ministry. And I'm very proud of that because even though now that I've left Japan, he's still going to the soccer ministry. He's playing soccer with all of those Christians who do go to church. And I'm glad that I helped connect him with that. And I'm excited for where that's going to lead him and his life and for the rest of that soccer team. But yeah, oh yes. So I don't have a picture for the next thing. So here's me with some bamboo. I, I got to help. A great ministry I got to help out with was Zoe Japan. This is a group of, it's, it's a Christian group, and they help reach out to children in Japan who are in uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, and they help to uh, bring those people out of those horrible situations. And also, of course, they help to educate other people on how to spot uh, victims of human trafficking and, and what they can do to help get people out of that. I got to help out with them. They, they're, they're, they were fairly understaffed. Just as I was leaving, they hired some new people. But while I was there, they were very understaffed. They had a lot going on. And I offered to help them make uh, an online class for people in Japan to take to figure out what human trafficking is, what it looks like, and what they can do to help, help, help get people out of human trafficking, specifically children. Because Japan is labeled uh, by the UN as a very dangerous place for human trafficking uh, compared to the rest of the world, uh, which you, you wouldn't think. You don't see it you know, on the public streets, but it's there. And I, it, it didn't even take me that long. I, I worked very hard on it every day to, to make this class. And uh, they said that they were very proud of the work that I had done on that and that going forward, uh, they, they would be able to get done with the project a whole quarter earlier, earlier than they thought they would, and that uh, they would sh send the mess this class to hotels around Tokyo for them to take the class that, that I made. So I'm very proud of that as well. And yes, so I, 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 I want to men uh, mention next that after all of my, after all the ministry that I have been doing, which I'd love to talk more about sometime if you would like to ask me, since I know I blew through it pretty fast. But after all that, then, I finally had a few weeks of vacation, which was very nice. I, I was doing so much ministry that I almost, like, maybe once every couple of months got a chance to go somewhere of, of my own free will. But So it was nice to have uh, a, a week and a half-ish of vacation. And my mom, actually, I convinced her to come to Japan to, to, go, to be on vacation with me so I wouldn't just be going everywhere by myself. And I was so delighted that she came all the way there just to roam around Tokyo with me. And, and I had talked a lot about my mom with my coworker, a, minute, a missionary from California named Joy. Great name. And she... Uh, I, I told her a lot about my mom, and well, I, 
I was off doing something. She was talking to my mom and and I, and I asked and told my mom, you know, you my mother had was raised in, in a Catholic background, and Joy asked her, "Was there ever a time, a moment in your life, when you specifically called out to Jesus and and gave your life to Him?" And my mom, my mom said, "No." And so the next day, Joy, my mom, and I had a long breakfast, a long conversation, and I led the prayer for my mom to accept Jesus. And it was fantastic that I had to go all the way to Japan to bring my mom to Jesus. But that's just, God just works in, in, in ways you just can't predict, which I absolutely love. So to, to round out, to end out my, my presentation here, I want to point out, or go back just a little slide there. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. This little gift that one of the students gave me for, for Valentine's, just some handmade cookies. And in Japanese, it, it's written Mr. Nick or, or like Nick Sensei. And in Japanese, you say your last name first and your first name last. So I would introduce myself as Tun Nick. And I would always try and say my name or introduce myself in Japanese because I you know, just wanted to be nice and respectful and, and cool to people. And when I first got there, I was so confused because kids would sometimes kind of snicker when I said my name and adults would always asked me to repeat myself as if they hadn't heard me right, and I, I just thought maybe I was getting my Japanese wrong, and, and it bothered me for months, and finally, finally, I, I went up to uh, one of the church members who spoke fluent Japanese and English, and I asked him, am, am I saying something wrong? Am I pronouncing something wrong? What, what's so funny? As it turns out, my name directly translates in Japanese to pork meat. And they say God doesn't have a sense of humor, but he does. And that's also definitely a sign. But so written on there is Mr. Nick, or in Japanese, it would be Mr. Meat, which I'm sure was very fun for the children throughout all those English teaching times. Less fun for me. But yes, I, the kids still love me anyway. And I just want to say that I'm. Something I'm thankful for, I'm thankful obviously for, for all of the support that this church has given me, I'm, a ton of support, thank you so much, and I want to say how happy I am that after all that time of working there, and how difficult it was, because it was difficult a lot of times, that I, I still want to go back. Japan is known, maybe you've heard of this, it's called the the missionary graveyard not because anybody dies there but be, not anymore but because <laughs> but because a lot of people go there and they think it's hard and then they don't go back they quit and i went there i worked and i do want to go back and i just thank god that i didn't quit and that i don't want to and god willing that i won't quit there's my 15 minutes but yes, thank you. I please pray that I won't quit and that I will continue to to want to go back. And I just thank God for that call on my heart and that and that I feel very after coming back, I really feel as though um that the call was genuine, that it was in God's time that I came when he wanted me to be there. And 
you know, there are a lot of things that I, I couldn't have done if I had gone earlier or later. And I'm just very thankful that, that I got to experience all of what I did. So thank you for helping me and, and, and in, in such a way allowing me to, to do that. So yes, thank you very much. Oh. So Nick, come on, come on up here. I just, I gotta, I gotta have you share this story. You were sharing with me just some of the dynamics about Tokyo. Just how, how big is Tokyo? Because we kind of think Tokyo and we're like, oh, Chicago. But how, how big is Tokyo? In Tokyo, I lived more on the left side of the city. And I wasn't even on the edge of the city. I was just in the city. And if I took a fast train four to five hours in the other direction, I would still be in Tokyo. Now... You told me something about your directional skills in the States. Could you just <laughs> yes. share that with us? Like, so anybody who knows me knows that I'm directionally challenged. I have a hard time figuring out where I am and how to get places. So Tokyo is very difficult because everything is in Japanese. And you, ha you, you just have to take trains and buses and walk places. And I couldn't use my phone for the first month because the SD card wasn't working. So I just had to figure out how to get places. Uh, which I can barely do in my own house, let alone a foreign <laughs> city. But God was very faithful, and there were a few times when I was lost, had no idea where to go, and God just led me directly to where I needed to be. There was two fun stories I'll share. One, I was trying to get to this other church that I had a picture of, and I got off of the train station. I did not know how to get there, but I just started walking, and without taking any wrong turns, I walked directly there. Don't know how I did that, but without God's help. And the second time, I was coming back from a Chi Alpha event. Some of the trains were late, and so I was kind of stuck in some area. And my, my phone stopped working, so I didn't know where to go. I was starting to get frustrated, I, and I literally looked up, and right next to me was the train station I was trying to get to. So... <laughs> God was very kind to me and helping me get around. So look, yeah. be encouraged. If Nick can go to a foreign country where when he went, he couldn't read the language, didn't speak it. Now he can read it really pretty well. Um, and if, if God can, can do that, let me tell you, you can make, he can make a difference in your life here. All right? The thing that you think is overwhelming or outside of your comfort zone, God will help you. God will help you do it. Hey, would you stretch a hand towards Nick because we want to pray for him. Lord, we thank you for being a part of Nick's life. And Lord, and this was a season, but Lord, we're not sure what the next season is. And Lord, if you are placing a calling on Nick, Lord, to go back to Japan, Lord, I pray that you would begin to show him uh, very, just lay out the first couple steps to be able to get back to that vision, whatever that means. I know he shared a few things with me of his possibilities Lord, I just pray, make the pathway clear. God, I, I love this man, and I know he loves you. We thank you for seeing you work in his life, being a blessing to so many, helping people find Jesus, uh, being a blessing in so many communities in Tokyo. Lord, we thank you and celebrate, Lord, the salvation of his mom. Uh, what an incredible salvation story. Uh, Lord, we just pray awesome, incredible things for Nick's future. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Thank you, Nick. We're going to do one more thing before we, we close out service today. And I'd like Mike Nichols to come join me on the platform. 
I'd also like Jairo Granados to come up. Mike, I'm going to say a few words in just a moment, but I've asked Jairo to share something because your story with this church goes far longer than, than our time together. And so I've asked Jairo just to share a few words, as this is a very special day for you, um, getting ordained as a minister. Um, it's an incredible thing. And so, Jairo, if you want to just share a few things. Good morning. So, Pastor has given me the privilege to talk a little bit about Mike and I know what, uh, Mike, this is going to sound really weird. Okay. It's going to sound really weird, but it's the truth. Mike has a very broken past. He's very imperfect. There's a reason why I say this. Yet it is not Mike's fruit. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit that has shined forth through his life. Uh, I've had the enormous privilege of knowing Mike and Nancy for over 30 years. And I can tell you this is a man that has unwavering faith, who is not ashamed of the gospel, and uh, who loves people deeply, particularly children and youth. Uh, he's a man of many, many talents. A lot of them I envy. Um, he was able to work at Speed Queen for how many? How many years, Mike? 30 plus years faithfully, where he witnessed to many people. Um, when I say he's not um, um, ashamed of the gospel, his love you know, radiates towards people. He wants people to know that Christ redeems broken pasts and uses imperfect people. And uh, he has invested you know, in a lot of people. Uh, Mike and I have had the opportunity to participate in various ministries, particularly um, on uh, mission trips to Nicaragua and Costa Rica, and and Mike, um, incredible connections. Uh, one of one of the talents that Mike's Mike has is this incredible, um, you know, uh, um, opportunity to meet with people and remember their name and personalize that. And as a teacher, I envy that because I have a really hard time learning people's names. Um, and, you know, as I said, he has invested in a lot of people. I'll talk about my family in a little bit. Pastor wanted this brief, so um, you can kick me, Pastor, if, uh, if I'm talking too long. But, um, you know, Mike doesn't like to talk about that uh, too often, but he has invested a lot in, in young people. And uh, he believed in, in um, two young girls in Nicaragua. Her names are Karen and Isamar, and invested into their future by pushing them through college. Uh, they came out of the orphanage where we serve. Um, that's just a token of what he has done. On a personal level, uh, my wife and I and my, fa my family have been blessed by knowing Mike and Nancy. They have invested heavily in us by encouraging us. Uh, taking us to concerts. But one of the greatest contributions he has done is through his talent, he has invested personally in each one of my children. And I'm forever indebted to Mike. Um, all of them, you know, um, there are other people who have invested. You know, I can think of uh, Mr. Nelson in the middle school and uh, Mrs. Polsen at the high school. 
but in a way, you know, those are paid positions. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to detract from what they do. They have done a great job. But Mike, out of his love for people and believing in the future, has personally invested in them. Not only my children, there are many other children. I mean, Jeremy, for example, um, where he has spent thousands of hours teaching them how to play an instrument, how to, how to sing, how to use their talents to glorify God. And I'm almost done, Pastor. <laughs> but uh, when we were singing the songs, I don't know who chose these songs, but they are so apropos to Mike's life. Um, there was one that talked about surrender. And when I say, you know, that Mike is imperfect, I'm far more imperfect than Mike. But, but I admire Mike because, again, he has been, uh, since he met Christ, and what age was that? 20s. 20s. His life is completely different. And he has devoted his life to serving others, to loving God, and to making sure that People know that God loves them. And when we were singing this, this song, I had tears in my eye because God has been faithful to me. But I know that this is Mike's anthem. When it says, all my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I'm able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And this is a testament of Mike's. Mike's life, and Mike, I, I just want to say thank you, brother, for being a wonderful, wonderful brother. I'm going to ask Adrian and Hannah if they'd come and join me on, on this uh, platform, and my wife, if you would bring up that, uh, up that bag. For the last eight years, Mike and I have been working together. Eight years? Eight years. And so, I know, it seems so much longer than that. <laughs> um, but over the last eight years, we've been working together. Um, and over the last two years, uh, really in a deeper way, um, talking about raising up the next generation, uh, preparing for whatever comes next. Um, Co-teaching with me on Wednesday nights now is I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, and, and teaching me how to play percussion, which in, in, in some of my new endeavors in the community, I'm learning it's good to take out my frustrations beating drums instead of beating people. Um, and so I want to, I get to pray with you tonight. So I'm going to ask Adrian to pray with you in just a moment. But, uh, as part of our, our blessing to you today, I wanted to pass a blessing on to you. There are times in your life when you're following God that things get hazy. Um, it's really easy sometimes to, to feel like you don't know up from down. When I lived in South Dakota, I remember one particular day I was driving home from the campus on this back road and a snowstorm happened and it was a complete whiteout and I had heard about these things never experienced it and in that moment total disorientation no idea if I was on the road or not where I was there was no landmarks nothing I couldn't even see the end of my car and I thought to myself I can't stop because a truck will come behind me and plow me I I just got to move forward and keep the, 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 the steering wheel as steady as I can, believing that I'm still on the right path. And when times are cloudy, I hope that you will remember this gift. And you can open it up here. And Nancy, would you come join us too? I'm sorry that I didn't even, didn't even ask you to come up here. Come on, Nancy. Come on. Your, your pastor is all... You can open it. 
I'll tell you what, what it is as you, as you open it here. We, uh, we got a compass for you. Maybe I should have got this for Nick, really, now that I think about it. But, um, and if you open it up, there is a passage both on the lid of the box and on the compass itself. And would you, would you read that for us? This says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And so, Beautiful. Mike, we just want to let you know, in times where it gets hazy, when times when you're in the snowstorm, you don't know which direction, trust in the Lord and he'll keep your path straight. Amen. Adrian, would you pray over Mike and Nancy? Would you just stand to your feet and stretch out a hand this morning? Dear Jesus, thank you for Mike and for Nancy and for all these years ago, bringing them to us to bless our church family and to grow together with us. Uh, I thank you for the journey that you've brought Mike on um, that you've put it on his heart to do all the many hours and hard work it's taken um, for him to earn this achievement tonight that he would be recognized and, and that he would um, gain his certificate. Thank you um, for what Mike and Nancy have both done for so many of us here at this church, God, um, for them serving and worshiping alongside of us. Um, we're excited for all the years to come and what we're going to do together as a church family. Amen. And um, maybe we don't know yet um, what Mike is going to be able to do, but we thank you for the things that you're going to do, and we know that you put things like this on our heart for a reason and that you prepare us for things that we can't yet see. So thank you, God, for the journey. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I think we've had church today. Um, wow, we've, we've been all over the map. Hopefully it's made some type of cohesive uh, general thing. Um, I think, Mike, I think the best way we could possibly end today, I think I'm, I'm going to ask you if you'll pray over our offering. And then worship team, if you would come back. Let's close with God of Wonders, uh, and as we're playing that, you feel free to leave. You can give in the offering uh, as you leave today. Um, but I want to I close by saying this. Church, I love you. I am behind you. I want to encourage you and support you, and we are going to make a difference in this city. Amen? Amen? One person, one day at a time. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves, but we're going to make an impact every day by the way we live with character and integrity and the fruit of the Spirit. Mike, would you pray over our offering and then lead us one last time? And I think I'll join the worship team for this last set. I just, I, I just have to give a little shout-out <clears throat> to my brother Al, who is visiting from Atlanta, Georgia, <clears throat> and his lovely wife Karen, who is indeed the southern belle of our family. <clears throat> just a quick story. A number of years ago, post-COVID or during COVID when we started doing church outside downstairs, one Sunday morning, <clears throat> a pastor came up to me and said, who's Karen Nichols? I said, well, that's our sister-in-law in, in Georgia. And he said, well, she's watching our services online. 
<laughs> and Karen, correct me if I'm wrong, you still watch them on, on occasion? Such a blessing to have my brother Al and Karen here today. Come on, Pastor. Lord of all creation, of water, earth, and sky, the heavens are your tabernacle, glory to the Lord on today, Lord. And with the psalmist, Psalm 122.1 says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord to rejoice, to sing your praises, to give you all the glory, Lord, for you alone are worthy. Jesus, we just thank you now and uh, we pray your blessing upon your people's offerings today as they give in the giving box in the foyer or online. Lord, we thank you that every gift, no matter how small, you will take it and multiply, even as you did the loaves and the fishes. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Have a great day, people of God.